Hey girl, hey. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Unbothered by Ty Rivera. As always, coming to you from high atop Ty Rivera Studios, aka Casa de Bijou. Today our guest is the lovely <laughs> Samir Suri. Hello darlings, nice to talk to you. <laughs> it's nice to finally actually meet you. I've seen you... Um, Probably twice, no, three times now. I saw you twice in the roast battle, and I saw you once when we were at uh, Melody Lounge. I don't think I got to talk to you at Melody oh, Lounge. Oh, okay, yeah, because, yeah, I don't think I met I met you there. No, we didn't meet. I told you you had a good set. I really enjoyed your, your stuff. Oh, thank you. And then, of course, because uh, you're gay, well, uh, describe, well, uh, not describe yourself, but uh, you are... Gay. Yes. Indian, a faggot, a whore, a cunt, <laughs> a bitch, a, 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 a Catholic. God, what do I do? <laughs> Are you Catholic <laughs> as well? <laughs> Can you imagine? Muslim. That would <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they'd love it. Throw all that in. No, I come from Hindus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were saying you went to Catholic school before I did started, go to Catholic school, yeah. But that was just because it was That was school. just because those were the good schools yeah yeah that's you're the second person i've talked to that uh went to a catholic school just because it was the good school not because they were catholic there were very few i mean not very few but the catholics were always a minority when i was there okay because you where'd you go to school i went it was called uh shamanad it's in the valley okay so you're from la yeah yeah i was born and raised out here uh First generation, the folks are from from nice cities, or not nice cities, but big cities in India, um, Delhi and Bombay, and then their parents are from, like, the wilds of Punjab. The wilds. Yeah. <laughs> the part that's Pakistan now, like that wild. Okay, okay, so, yeah, that, well, now everybody Like, rode the trains over, you know, you, you heard about those trains that got bombed and partitioned, like, that was, those were the trains my grandparents were on. Really? Yeah, they had, because they were, they're, they're that age, so India and Pakistan got split in 1948, mm-hmm. and, um, and my, you know, all the Hindus had to leave Pakistan, uh, which is who three of my grandparents were, and then the other one was Sikh, I think. Um, and then she, th- th- they all had to take the trains over. Okay. And where do you get your accent from? Because you have like an East Coast accent. That's what I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know why? Uh, God, because I, I learned to speak English not at home. Uh-huh. Uh, I learned to speak English... In preschool. And so I guess I don't even know the teachers I had when I first learned to speak, but I think that's what was around. Okay. So. I had that. I had to do that. That's why I'm so against this whole, you know, this. Oh, it's I. It's such a bullshit thing. This is going to hurt first generation kids. This whole English is a second language. Teach them multilingually to learn English. No, I learned. I went to school not knowing any English. And the reason I learned is because I had nobody else in my class who spoke Hindi. No teachers who spoke Hindi. It was total immersion. I had no option but to learn English. And that's how you learn. Yeah, well, that's something I've said, too, like when it comes to uh, Latino immigrants, you know, when people are like, you know, oh, no, continue to speak. It's like, no, 
really learn English so you can actually get a yeah. good job, so you can get ahead. If you're going to be here, then you might as well be able to take advantage of stuff. Right. I wouldn't have any of the opportunities I've had in this country if I didn't know English. And I'm not, against, like, on the other side, you do also have, you know, people who are upset that, you know, like the statistic I always heard cited is, as on our side, and it's a bad argument, is, you know, such and such percentage of Americans speak a language other than English at home. I don't give a shit what you do at home. Yeah. If you can speak English outside the home, like, speak whatever you want in the home. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that either. I just think in order to get ahead, you should learn the language right yeah because we're not obviously as americans we're not all going to learn spanish or whatever other language (laughs) you're speaking yeah Yeah. it's just not going to happen it's not the way the united states works these multilingual societies everybody holds up is like you know best case scenario you get quebec which has had multiple secessionist referenda multiple secessionist political parties a little bit of secessionist terrorism pierre trudeau got rid of that in the 70s um, or the worst case scenario, you get, you know, Sri Lanka, where a dispute over whether you were going to speak Sinhala or Tamil as the official language produced the most successful terrorist organization in world history. There's no, you know, this is this is the better option. <laughs> Let's all speak one language so we don't kill each other. That's Let's all at least understand each other. That's yeah, that makes complete sense. And w- how old were you when you came out? Uh, I was 17 when I started talking about it to my friends, but they weren't deaf. Um, so it was an open secret before then. Okay. Uh, for years before then. It was not, it, it was a don't ask, don't tell policy. Nobody, nobody brought it up to me and I didn't talk about it. Um, and I came out to my parents at 19. Okay. And what were your parents like when you came out? Fine. You know, <laughs> it's fine. My, you know, my dad always knew it would be perfectly fine. Because uh, my dad came here when he was 14 uh, and went to high school in L.A. in the 80s. And so I, th- that was all right. My mother came here at 22 after she got married and immediately was, you know, submerged in this very kind of insular Indian community, which is less insular now, but still a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I was it, it'll be it would be difficult you know, I always get, and I, my mother is cool with it now, but she, I, I think she did. And even when I first came out to her, it was very, you know, I love you. It's fine. But I think it did hurt her for a little bit that I wasn't going to give her biological grandchildren or, you know, so that kind of thing. And I think rightfully so, probably they both worry that it, it will make my life harder than it would be otherwise. Yeah, that's what my parents were worried about, too. My mom still doesn't fully... She accepts that I'm gay, but she doesn't fully... Yeah. She still holds out hope (laughs) that one day I'll meet a woman or, you know, it's... (laughs) I don't try to discourage her thinking, but at the same time, I do... It's a a little weird to me. Yeah. Just, you know, what, what... you think I'm just going to snap out of this phase that I've been in for half my life now? <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to meet a woman and, you know, so. Yeah, yeah my mother doesn't it. have that. But it is, you know, she she still won't let me tell any of her friends. Um, or not, I mean, not like I would tell her friends, but like I'm friends with her friend's children and she won't let me tell them. Um, and, r- I mean, rightly so, obviously I can't tell any of my friends or 
relatives in India. Um, though I've I've told a, the like couple that I'm closest to out there. Are they just super conservative there, or it, what's the? It's deal? illegal there. It's illegal. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was illegal. Yeah, I no, it's hear illegal. About, uh, you know, like different places like jamaica i know obviously right but i didn't know india no it's illegal it's not i i it's not as harshly punished as it is in jamaica i don't remember what the punishment is but i remember it's being quite pretty harsh um it's not as bad in india and i think it does vary state to state but yeah no it's not it's not good <laughs> you, can't, you can't be a faggot out there yeah to get in trouble do you have to get caught fucking somebody or what yeah yeah. I think so. Okay. So that's I'm not that familiar with the laws. That I didn't seems like kinda hard. Yeah. You know I, I you know, sampled grinder a little bit there, but didn't didn't really I sampled grinder really in Bahrain <laughs> and I was like, I don't think you know Yeah, no, I I tried so hard to cruise the men's room at Abu Dhabi International. I just wanted to be the UAE's Monica. You're so ridiculous. And get caught, you know, under the robes of some Amir. <laughs> under the robes. You know, I uh, I was at the airport in Abu Dhabi, but we didn't get out because, you know, they were just going to do a quick. Right. Like, yeah. So it was just we didn't. Yeah, I was only there for out. like two and a half hours. Yeah. Also. I uh, and I didn't even turn on my grind like in Bahrain. I was kind of nervous to turn on my grinder because right. I was like, what if this is a trap? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in this hotel room and, uh, you know, Bahrain, it's illegal there, too. Right. And so I was I was nervous about that. But, yeah, um, we ended up getting uh, I guess I kind of chatted with a few people out there, but they were, you know, we were close to a base. So they were American. I didn't talk to any. People from Bahrain. Right. You don't really meet locals in an airport or a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And but Grinder, you would figure you would get a bit more, but I guess there it's just That's not true. Well, I mean it's what, only the top ninety nine people? There are probably ninety nine faggots in that one hotel. <laughs> Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And is it even ninety nine? Because I don't have Grinder Extra. For no, people that I don't, don't know at home, Grinder is uh, gay hookup app i wouldn't yeah. call it dating like tinder's dating tinder's dating i've never been on tinder but then i've also never dated oh you've never dated no i've only whored around yeah just a hookup guy yeah i mean for now i don't think i have the maturity to date yeah when i, I have, was younger yeah. i dated but like now i'm i guess kind of the opposite of you when i was younger i dated more and now i'm more of a hookup guy yeah i, I don't have the time to actually put into a relationship and Right. That kind of stuff. Uh, That's so my problem, too. But also, like, I have, you know, friends my age who are dating. I know a lot of couples my age. And with maybe one exception, I think I would hate to date either of you. You are so bad at this. You are not <laughs> old enough. And you don't have... You're not emotionally developed enough to be committing at this level to another person. Where Meanwhile, are you my mother was married at my age. Well, yeah. Well, all of our parents were, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's different different stuff you can't even compare yourself yeah. to that i mean like, i don't times. feel like any of us can it's just yeah i always different tell times people, different country yeah our parents had miserable lives so we wouldn't have to <laughs> like, they got married younger than you know probably <laughs> anyone should have yeah and didn't get to do a lot of life you know have a lot of life experiences and right. just kind of like you know 
It's like just raise kids. But my mother, I think, is a, uh, you know, probably would not have. My mother had a very sheltered upbringing, um, and she still prides herself on being, you know, kind of very elegant and very, you know, she grew up in in what in Delhi is considered well to do, and she she likes that posh thing. She th- meanwhile, I got my entire sense of humor for her from her, and she always bitches about how trashy I am. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like I did, as Elaine Stritch would say, I didn't lick it off the ground. <laughs> Just came from somewhere. Yeah, mine is from my mom, too. Yeah. My mom really is where I get my sense of humor, so she has herself to blame. And <laughs> same kind of thing. She's not always happy with it, but it's just like, well, I learned it from you, so yeah. I don't know what you're so upset about. <laughs> I wish you hadn't talked that way when I was younger. Maybe I'd be more normal. <laughs> well, I, sh- I should clarify. For people that have seen my act, my mother does not swear um, in English. Uh, she, you know... And she'll deny this, but she, uh, in Punjabi or in Hindi, she'll oh she'll rip the shit out of you. But um, how many she, languages do you speak? I speak three. Uh, I speak English, Hindi, and Italian, and I can basically understand because of Hindi, Punjabi, and Urdu. Which, like, if you're PC in India, you're supposed to pretend they're their own languages, but really they're just dialects of Hindi. Um, and uh, I can very slowly read French and Spanish. Why Italian or how did you end up speaking Italian? I learned it in college for this is such a it's, I'm going to sound like such a cunt. I learned it for study abroad reasons. Okay. <laughs> and then I wound up studying abroad in London. Um, but then I took three semesters of it. Uh, also, I think it's the sexiest language in the world. Um, and then I like afterwards I was just like well I took these three semesters I don't want to have wasted all this time so I just kept you know reading Italian newspapers Italian books watch uh, just to keep just to keep it yeah and how okay so let's let's go through that you grew up here in LA I did and then you went to college here in LA yeah at, at SA okay and then went to London for a while yeah, for like half a year. Okay, so that wasn't long. Did you were you out already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I'd come out in high school. Okay, um, so you experienced some gay fun in London? <laughs> no, unfortunately. It was before I lost my virginity. I didn't lose my virginity until I was twenty one. Um and I was twenty when I went to London. Uh I was very late bloomer. And yeah, I, why twenty one? I, I you know, it helped to be able to go to bars, but then that wasn't even you know, I used that as an excuse. I lost my virginity to a bus driver in his bus. And that's a true story. <laughs> like a city bus? No, it was like a, like, a, like a good Republican. It was the private sector. Okay. It was one of those like wedding buses, I think. Okay. Because his name on Grinder was BJ in my car. And so he told me what street corner he was going to pull up to. I went over there thinking it was going to be a car. It was a bus. Yeah, it's BJ in my bus. He, yeah. He catfished you. He <laughs> you got, you got I don't know fished. why a bus would have been a better selling point. There's more room. And then we wound up like actually fucking in the bus. 
Really? Full on fucking on the bus. Yeah, that was that. So that was how. So yeah, that was all the way around a catfish. He misled you. <laughs> you were just there for a BJ. This is why I don't trust <laughs> BJ men. in a car. <laughs> this is why. I, that's the reason. That's the, re- that's the source of all of it. I knew we'd get to the bottom of this. No pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, no. So uh, so you're gay and then you said in college you were way left. I started college way left. And then and then it pushed me rightward. That's what happens. That's what yeah. happened with me. Like it's only so much Theodore Adorno you can read. You know, this <laughs> the thing I don't I don't really get is uh people on the left don't realize that in order to push people like us to right. the right you really have to be fucking up right so it's like they try to blame us but it's like why don't you see what's wrong with what you're doing that makes people like us that should be on We're your side everything that you claim your constituency is uh-huh. why yeah it, 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 it's inconceivable that you should be losing us yeah. and yet they are look at some of what you're doing why don't you look at some of what you're doing and see maybe where you're you can't take us like for us. granted that's the problem you cannot take a voter base for granted. That's what Ted Cruz had to learn. Evangelicals went for Trump in the primaries, and everybody was talking about how, well, you know, Ted Cruz is the candidate of the Christian conservatives. Trump is the candidate of, uh, you know, whatever, these centrist conservatives or conservatives who are just into immigration or things like that. The alt-right. Yeah, the alt-right. I don't even know what that means anymore. Um it's, it's become one of those words like hipster. It's just like young people I dislike. Um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, so, but, but yet still Trump won the evangelical vote. You, uh, yeah, I, I think it's some constituencies, you know, will vote certain ways every time. Yes, it's true. Men have always leaned Republican as, as far as percentages go. Women Democrat. Things like that. But those things can change. And you can't betray your constituents or they will leave you. Yeah, and when it comes to the gay community specifically, you can't tell me what I'm supposed to say or what I'm supposed to think. Right. That's what started to get to me with, uh, like, the LGBT in particular. It was just so much policing at a point. And I was like, you know, I grew up in this. I grew up, because I came out when I was 17 as well, but immediately had trans friends. Right. And they were fun, and they were great. And then all of a sudden, I start meeting these new school trans people <laughs> that are so sensitive about everything and look like shit. And it's like, <laughs> girl, get it together. I've I've seen you say this on Facebook about the trans women looking like shit. Mm-hmm. And the thing I would counter to that is, they do not look worse than the cis women now. <laughs> I, well, Everybody is letting themselves go. We have to stop this. Take care of it. Take a walk. Go out and fix your thighs. Yeah, well, I hang out with a lot of, like, what on the surface would look like superficial girls. So, like, a lot of the girls I hang out with are still pretty. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, so... But, yeah, we make fun of the ones that aren't when I sit and have brunch with them. Well, that's... So. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, because they don't or, get it Or of the bitch that didn't show up. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, these blog writing bitches all the time. Like, you see them in real life because a fair amount of them do comedy. And just kind of like, you look like shit. I don't know. And the men, too. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the men, we should. Uh, I, I really believe in being equal about this because people have. Yeah, go 
don't tell me fat is beautiful. I talk about this on stage. I fuck fat guys. I always hear that fat is beautiful from thin people that would never in their lives fuck a fat person or even fat people that would never in their lives fuck a fat person. Leave me alone. I put my mouth where my mouth is and you don't. (laughs) You actually fuck fat people? I I don't have standards. Every once in a while I'll fuck with a beast but n- for the most part no and i know I people like are gonna bear. get mad you you are a bear you're a bear lover <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while no i'm not really into bears I like i take all comers so yeah. to speak <laughs> so to speak <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um yeah i like guys that work out that's one thing i like my grinder profile like used to say um you can chop off your head and send it home to your mother. I'm all about bodies. <laughs> <laughs> all, a lot of Grinder has taken that really to heart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a lot of torsos yeah. on Grinder, But, uh, you know, if, if they have a hot body, I don't really care what their face looks like. I'm just into, like, bodies for some reason, you know. And, like, hot body for me can be, like... Somewhat, sometimes on the thicker side, sometimes on the right. like swimmers build side, that's cool, you know, like some the lofty thing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, sometimes if you uh, are developmentally disabled, a little bit uh, methy looking is all right too. <laughs> Let's see, I don't like that. Not on meth, but meth. N- the yeah, I, look. I don't. I don't like that look. You don't. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've been told I have that look, but I don't like that look. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that look sometimes. Then uh, when it comes to big guys, like I said, like on the thicker side is cool. But once we get to fat, I'm not really into it. And I know some people are going to be like your body shaming and whatever else. And I just don't Yeah, care. we all, you know, this body shaming thing, we are all attracted to certain people and not others. I body my body shame myself yes. to make sure I get to the gym. Yes. That's what I do. And I do talk to myself like my inner monologue is like, all right, fat faggot, it's time to get to the gym. Right. Get on exactly. the fucking treadmill. It's what I do. You know. I do. You know, when you sit down and suddenly you have a muffin top. Oh, yeah. I, I, I torture myself over that. I fat shame myself to put down that stick of ice cream. Oh, yes. Well, that's what you have to do. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> 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 I do feel like, you know, I know some people are like, you've got to be nice to yourself. And yeah, I'm nice to myself some of the time. Like when I'm finishing up my cardio, the, what I say to myself is very nice at that point. Yes. It's like, you know, <laughs> you've got it done. All right. We're at the end. Just finish up your cool down and let's, you know, uh, but when I've stopped myself after two Taco Bell burritos, I congratulate myself. Why are you at Taco Bell, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I go to Taco Bell once in a while. You don't dine in, though, do you? Oh, God, no. Okay, no. good. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't want you to... Better think, dead. Yeah, I didn't want to think it was your experience. Like, okay, <laughs> let me go to this Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, like like slumming for thin people. <laughs> like you go hang out with them. <laughs> I like to see how, how the other side lives. <laughs> Need a bunch of Taco Bell to fatties. hang out in Fat Burger. And uh, to, uh, I, I do like a Fat Burger. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, fat my bur- friends in college used to call me Fag Burger because I was the only person they knew who went to Fat Burger. <laughs> um, and, uh, but it's, no, you do. Yeah, you can be nice to yourself when you've earned it. People say you don't have to earn self-respect. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. Or otherwise, you do not improve yourself. Well, you know, there's a lot that goes with 
earning self-respect. I think also uh, being careful about what's around you in general, like your friends and stuff. I see a lot of people hang out with people that don't like them. Yeah. And it's like, why would you continue to hang out with that? You think that isn't eventually going to hurt your self-esteem? I mean, you're hanging out with people that are constantly either wishing bad on you or talking to you in a way where it's like, you know, all my friends are really like positive, even though we do disagree on certain right. things. And But like overall, we have each other's backs. It's not like this thing where it's, you know, an underlying yeah, I don't right. like you or I'd yeah. rather not have you around. So I'm going to kind of lightweight bully you type of thing. Right. Um, on that level, though. How has you being on the conservative side affected you getting sets in L.A.? Because you've been doing stand-up for how long? About two years now. About two years. And uh, have you noticed, like, certain rooms won't have you or? No. Um, no. I mean, I also I haven't been doing it that long to be, you know, that. Uh, let me put it this way. Still 80% of the shows I do are mics. Um so I'm that's that's still where I am. And I also, you know, between for a while, because I was in college and was also working during that time, was not doing as many mics as I should have been doing. Um, so I'm getting better about that now. So it's not. You know, I'm so against the victim thing about being brown and about being a faggot. and I'm not going to do it about being a conservative. If anything has stood in my way, it's, you know. That I should improve my own work ethic and. Yeah, that's what I... Th also, I'm not political on stage. Mm -hmm. um, or when I am political, it's not partisan. I just bitch about politics the way I bitch about celebrities. Uh, it's so-and-so looks like this. And, and, you know, going into history, Betty Ford, look at that reflection. No wonder she was a drunk. <laughs> um, you know, Rosalind Carter, that's why there were revolutions in the, in the Middle East. They saw the face and said, we need burkas back. <laughs> um, I do all... Yeah, I, so it's not... Yeah, I'm not really political on stage because it's not. I'm I'm interested in it. I'm interested in politics off stage as a voter. Uh huh. Um, and I follow it very closely, and I follow it in a lot of countries very closely. Um, but I don't. I'm not interested in it as a comic. Why in other countries? Because <laughs> that's that. You know how to get Trump's immigration policy? Know what's out there. Mm hmm. Um. So that's why. <laughs> okay. No, I just wondered why, you know, I didn't know if you, uh, where do you have family? I have family in India. I had a, I, I had a little bit of family and I have friends in Britain. Um, I have friends in Italy, uh, a friend or two in France. Uh, so I follow those countries, but I also follow like Canada, Mexico, um, Australia. Okay. Australia. I read Al Jazeera, uh, because I, I try to get both sides. Mm -hmm. So I read Israel Hayom and I read Al Jazeera. Yeah, I try to get both sides here. But I have to admit, like, when it comes to the politics in other countries, a lot of times I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I have to follow Indian politics very closely. And I do read the Pakistani press because I want to know when people I know love are going to get blown up. OK, so that's, that's important. And it's it's getting it's it's, uh, you know, if anybody who's listening has been following the India Pakistan situation, it's getting worse and worse all the time. Um it's really getting knives out now. Um, worse than it's been for a very long time. Yeah, and you have a lot of family that might be affected? Possibly. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. It depends if they really go to war. Right now, it's mostly a diplomatic war, and there are border skirmishes, and that's the majority of what um, of the armed conflict between those two countries has been centered around the borders. And I don't really know very many people who are living around the borders, but the people I do know are living in the capital, and the capital is going to be, uh, you know, allegedly. I have to, I have to say this. Um, one of the principal ways in which Pakistan wages war on India is sending terrorists over the border. And if they're engaging in political terrorism against India, the capital is where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I would say probably a plurality, if not a majority, of the people I know in India live in Delhi. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's... So I, I worry about that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I... Um... Don't have any family in any other countries. Mexico. <laughs> Nobody in Mexico? No. No. Everybody assumes, like, you know, like, that's one of the most annoying things when people hit me up on Facebook and they're like, oh, yeah, well, when you're family members and it's like, my whole family is here. I don't even know what <laughs> right. you're talking about, you know? Like, <laughs> I have no connection with Mexico at all. I mean, like, You don't speak Spanish. You don't do... I understand enough Spanish. If they start talking really fast, then I don't get it. Yeah. I speak very little. Um, um, it's a lot of um when I have to, you yeah. know, it's just like, <laughs> um, 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 I can't speak it enough to have a conversation. I can uh, find a bathroom. I can get laid and I can order food. Yeah. That's me in France. Yeah. That's what I can do. I'm not at all, you know, fluent we're not gonna have a conversation can, <laughs> if you're quick to fuck and you speak spanish we can make it happen <laughs> Although that's, the, that's the thing i would be i would uh, be wary of that in france though i do have to say because yeah. i had you know i the last time i was in paris i was 20 so i i was still a virgin but at that point you know you could drink and i did go to gay clubs there and it did almost happen a few times but they would a, not use protection, and B, not answer the do you have HIV question afterward. So it was like, hang on. <laughs> like, we're not... I'm, pull it back up. Yeah. They, it, I you go in those dark rooms, and you can't even see... They have that, like, dark room at the back of the club. You can't even see them anymore. They're not big on protection in France? or in Not in the continent, I don't think, okay. generally. All right. Which is why their HIV rates are so much higher than ours. Yeah, I didn't know that they weren't big on protection. I um, I don't think I've hooked up with a lot of French guys. I'm sure some, because, you know. I Just, go, I've hooked up with French guys here. Yeah. But they, you know, they pick it up when they get here. They pick it up. <laughs> Suddenly they've got condoms. <laughs> Suddenly they don't have the aversion. Uh, where no, are you on? No, it's great. You can still, they still dirty talk to you in French. You can still have a cigarette on their bed afterward. <laughs> Is that important to you? Having, that is important having a cigarette to me. on their bed? <laughs> I yeah, because I it's the it's almost it's one of the only times I smoke anymore. I I used to smoke two packs a day. Um, that was another thing. Just you know, being in college around very very politically correct people, I picked it up to piss them off, um, <laughs> and then it became a a very serious habit. And I quit cold turkey for a year, and now just once in a once while. In a while. Where are you on uh, political correctness when it comes to gay? I mean, like obviously you say the word fag. Yeah. Uh, do you identify as a fag? Yeah. Yeah. Me I say too. faggot. I don't care. Um, if it's not, you know, if only homophobes use it, it's a homophobic word. Uh huh. If we use it, who gives a shit? It can't do anything to us anymore. Where are you on what what's uh, what's all being considered transphobia these days? 
I think most of it's not. I think most of it, I, you know, there are a lot of well-meaning people who are just trying to understand. Um, and they, you know, everybody leaps immediately, you know, tearing people apart who make the tiniest little mistake, who mean well. That's exactly what I've said over and over about these people. Yeah. It's like you're really hurting yourself because in a lot of these Correct cases. Correct them, teach them, mm-hmm. but you don't have to pillory them. Yeah. and Everybody can- says, you know, it's not my responsibility to educate other people. Well, they're not just going to, you know, learn by osmosis. Somebody has to tell them. Yeah, and they're not going to go home and read a bunch of blogs about trans people just because you're trans. That's not the way it works. You right. know, I mean, like... Nobody's going to do that. In a lot of cases, trans people didn't even know what the terms were until they went home and studied it like crazy just because (laughs) it's like anything else. You know, you find out you've got something or you're a particular, you know. I knew I was into dick before I knew anything about so-called gay theory. Yeah. So did you go uh, then? Then when you came out, obviously, you probably learned quite a bit more. But I know I I mean, I learned more before I came out. I mean, because I, you know, I, I knew since I was 12. I saw, did you ever see that movie Kingdom of Heaven? No. It was, okay, Ridley Scott, and it's about the Crusades. It, this was as good as Orlando Bloom ever looked. It was 2005, and he, he built himself up into this hulking behemoth, and it, it was on TV at four in the morning, and he had a sex scene with Ava Green, and I saw that, and it was like, oh, well, that's that then. <laughs> Kingdom it was that. of Heaven? Huh? Did you say Kingdom? Kingdom of Heaven. Okay, I'll check out Kingdom of Heaven. And maybe I'll just forward to the sex scene. <laughs> Looking back on it now, it's almost nothing. Uh-huh. But when you're 12. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when you're young and you're, <laughs> you're starved for <laughs> something to look at. You're, and you're 12 like, and you don't know anything and you don't know. No, his ass is not aligned where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to check out Kingdom of Heaven. And it's so... Uh, it's fucking her stomach. Do you have a lot of trans friends? I have a few. Yeah. Um, Comics you know, or just regular? A combination of both. Yeah. Probably more regular than comics. Yeah. I'm friends with none of the trans comics except for <laughs> Jeffrey J. Uh, I've never met Jesse. Jeffrey. Nice. Jeffrey. Yeah, he's he's a nice... He's very nice. Uh, well, I kind of discovered him. <laughs> you know, I, I was, uh, yeah, and then we became friends, and then I took him to Chicago so that we could do um, some shows together. And uh, the trans comics, though, like here, uh, Olivia Hayter and Riley Jess would be the two that are around the most or were around the most. And uh, they decided I was the enemy because I used tranny in my set. And a few times we talked online and they got, you know, upset. But it's like I've hung out with a lot of trannies in my life. I'm not going (laughs) to change the way I talk just because you felt pretty one day. See, I I don't know the details of your beef with them. And I have no beef with them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've I've only met Riley once, I have to say. Um, But, you know, we were on a show together. We got along perfectly fine. Um, Olivia, I'm friendly with, although I haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of those people, you know, I, I was one of those people that used to be around echoes all the time. Yeah. Um, and then echoes closed and then suddenly there's a ton of people that I never see anymore. Um, I don't know where they went. There, some of them <laughs> just don't seem to do stand up anymore. Uh, maybe they're just in. Deep yeah. Maybe I'm just, uh, yeah, you know, unlucky and our past just don't cross, but 
Yeah, there's a lot of people I haven't seen since Echo's closed. Yeah, with these people, though, like um, the people that I mentioned and just in general, because I've been doing stand-up on the L.A. scene for so long and I've been out the entire time, it's like you're not telling me shit. I'm a big part of the reason you get to travel as freely as you do in this community. You know, like when it comes to the L.A. comedy community, I fucking pioneered being the fag going to every fucking open mic. Before I went, there were no fags going to open mics like this. They all hung out in either... uh, West Hollywood or occasionally there'd be like a gay a gay bar show in like Silver Lake and that's the only place the gay right, comics like went. Right, like Akbar. Yeah, that's the only place the gay comics went was like Akbar and like West Hollywood rooms like gay specific. And so I just, you know, it wasn't even about me trying to like forge any kind of path or anything i just had stage fright and so i had to go to every room i could possibly go to to get over it yeah and then i just got in that habit of like okay i do this many shows and i can work on this many uh, this much material and everybody was really nice to me after a while at first there was a little bit of like homophobia and people trying to be shitty with me and even like tried to bully me when i first came on the scene you know and i this was what what decade well, it was uh, this was early two thousand, like two thousand three, when I got here. Okay, so um, you know it was not. Qu- it was bad then, really. Yeah, it was not what it is now, and a lot of people don't get that. So when I have these new school people, it's like, yeah, if you want to continue to tell like straight people what they're supposed to say and teach them, you know, what they need to do. But me, I know what to say. I just don't choose to say it. Right. Because my world is very fun. I don't even know anymore. You know, I, I, people like you, when I hear a lot of people, and they make very principled stands against political correctness, and I appreciate it, but I... Yeah, and, and pointing out the absurdity of whatever this rule or that rule mm-hmm. is. I don't even know what the rules are anymore. I don't care. I don't bother figuring it out. You know, white people have really got to decide what the rules are once and for all. Because this really is about them. This is whatever their psychosis is, whatever residue of white guilt they still have. This is They're pretending it's about us. This is a way for them to grandstand about how sensitive they are. Oh, yeah. I'm not interested in your moral superiority. Well, that's the thing that I find ironic. It's like white people are so mad at me in a lot of cases, young white liberals, uh, for things that I say on stage. And it's like I hang out with pretty much all ethnic comics when I'm hanging out. And it's like everybody's fine with what I say. And technically, if anybody should be upset, it should be the ethnic comics. But that doesn't happen with me. You know, people are just like, yeah, it's funny. Whatever. Who cares? I wish white people knew what the rest of us say about them behind their backs. I really wish <laughs> they, they would they feel did. so much less guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they would feel uh, they would feel silly about a lot of the stuff they're doing because it's <laughs> like we don't take you seriously. We don't need you to protect us, especially from ourselves and each other. That's yeah. something we all like, you know, have been figuring out for a long time right. from dealing with each other. It's not like I read this in a book and now this is what I'm applying. <laughs> right. It's like I've had a lot of ethnic friends, like yeah. in general. White people trying to explain to me critical race theory. I'm like, my life is critical race theory. <laughs> Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Young white liberals. Uh, well, the other day, I think it was Damar Randy. I don't know if you know Damar Randy. Uh, no. It's super funny comic. Uh, but he was talking the other day. We were talking and Damar said, uh, how did he say it? Young white liberals 
kill conversation or kill like progression. I don't remember how he said it, but there was a way he had phrased it where it was just like so perfect because yeah, because people try to put all these rules on conversation. It's like, we really can't talk and figure stuff out. Right. It's, you know, cause it's, Oh, I'm not supposed to use that word. Oh, let me not say this. Well, before you know it, you're watering everything down so much that you're not saying what you actually mean. You're trying to say, uh, I, last night I had a friend, a female friend that was talking to me and she was, talking to me about like gay and she was trying so hard to make sure that she didn't offend me right that i was just like you don't have to worry about that yeah just say what you're saying i'll i'll know what you're getting at you know i'm not gonna all of a sudden assume that you're anti-gay or right. a homophobe you know even if people are i don't care that i disagree with you i've had more fun conversations with genuine homophobes yeah than i have with you know People who are trying to tiptoe around whatever sensibility they might assume I have. Yeah, and then also the homophobe that you're talking to, having fun with, in a lot of cases, opens up their mind, even though they're not doing it in a conscious way. Right. Because they're like, oh, he was so much fun. Or, you know what I yeah. mean? That was so silly. Or they don't. It's it's yeah. me, it's a better way to yeah. be like it, that. Truly, is being open minded when you can take another person exactly the way they are and be like, okay, give it to me. Let's hear it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have this conversation. Yeah. Who cares? Relax. That's exactly the way. Do I what feel. he thinks. Like at least not. You know. The only reason I even cared, like, because originally I just didn't care. I was just the same, had the same yeah. attitude you had where it's like, I'm not going to bother figuring this out. It's when people started hitting me up a lot on social media, uh, calling me transphobic and different stuff like that. I got uh, shouted out by a really well-known uh, trans blogger oh. that, uh, you know went on this thing about how I was a washed up comic and whatever else. And I has been, and I was like, I has been, I'm a never was first off. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet for me to be a has been. <laughs> so that's first off. And secondly, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, what you're, you're Lauren so about. Exactly. <laughs> what are you? So Lauren has got about? a great voice. Do you worry? Uh, I always want to ask a comics this. I worry a lot that I'm doing too much fag shit on stage. I, you, when I'm doing a long set, or, you know, like headlining, uh, so doing 45 minutes to an hour, the first 20 minutes is just regular material usually. Usually I don't even mention I'm gay until 20 minutes in. Yeah. I know everybody knows. Right, exactly. But I just, yeah. I don't mention it uh, just because the first thing I want to do is set up that I'm funny. Yeah. Just... That's it, you know, and then uh, once people trust you in that, uh, then you can do whatever you want. And then after I go into gay, then I'll have like, you know, probably like 10 minutes of just, you know, addressing that and like dealing with whatever people's perception or what I consider people's perception of gay to be. So I'll go into that a little bit. And then it just turns into a mix because I freed myself up by saying that I was gay. I've also freed myself up by saying that I was funny. And so now I can talk about myself and my situation and more just like an everyday person yeah. who happens to be gay way. So in that way, I don't feel like I'm too gay. There are certain sets when we're in LA, when you're doing seven minute or a 10 minute right. where I'll you only have time for a couple of bits. And I'll yeah. catch myself just being like, why are you being such a fag right now? Like, yeah. In my head. It's like, I worry about that so much. And I, because there's also, yeah. And in a, in a way all, and I, this may be true for you as well. I've seen a lot of your stuff and you're 
fabulous, by the way. But I, I, in a way, all of our material is fag material because that's what the personality is. Yeah. It's all, you know, been filtered through that. And also the topics, at least I discuss, straight men are not, do, do not have three minutes on Kim Kardashian's robbery. <laughs> It's a it's a guilty pleasure for straight men though. Yeah, <laughs> straight men love this shit. Straight men love gossip, and the, yeah, that's why straight men. So if you notice, like their girlfriends will uh, not it, not it's not as much anymore the um, soap opera culture where people. <laughs> but I remember, like you know, my mom would watch her soaps every day. Yeah, and. My dad would, you know, come through every once in a while and catch part of it or whatever. Yeah. And before you knew it. He was asking about the yeah, characters. Yeah, he knew yeah. more than he should have <laughs> known about days of our lives. And this is a lot of straight men with things that they're, quote unquote, not supposed to like. Yeah. You know, it, even gossip, like Probably you said. Probably reality you know? shows now. It's, yeah, because I, I always, you know, I went to, in high school, all my friends were girls. It was only really in college that I had straight male friends um because it was only really after uh coming out which was at the end of high school that i felt comfortable around straight men Mm -hmm. um even though i don't really and even still now you know i'm i'm this is kind of a side note but i'm sitting differently with you than i would if i were with a woman and it would be the same if it were a straight man and it would be the same if you know whatever you know a gay man who's taken all men i sit straighter i cross my legs pull them closer together to make them look slimming i do all of that you know primping thing i knew coming here i was gonna meet a man for the first time this is the most slimming top i have (laughs) i'm wearing a fucking black sweater in los angeles yeah it's a million degrees outside but this pulls the stomach in (laughs) Yeah. So I do all that. And I, I, I said this to Keith Carey. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's the chick thing. And he was like, and I was like, that's true. And I know women who do this, but I don't know where this came from in my case, because the women I know who do this, their mothers taught them that. And, you know, my mother would not have taught me how to get a man. A. B. She's not that kind of woman. She doesn't do that. Um, so it's. See, that's weird. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Straight men and women. Uh, It was only when I went to college that I had kind of an equal distribution of straight men and straight women friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And the men were so much bitchier. And the gossip was so much harsher. And the way they, you know, tore each other to bits when one of them was not there. Yeah. Was crueler than I had ever seen women do and since then have ever seen women do. Yeah, I... Um, it was... I don't know how women got that reputation. Straight men are worse. Women a lot when I was younger. I hung out with a lot of women when I was young or girls. And then uh, about high school, I started... Or no, junior high, I started hanging out with a lot of guys. And then um, once I came out, I was around gay men all the time. So I'm pretty used to and now you know being in comedy for the last 13 years i've been hanging out with mostly straight men i have my little group of gay friends yeah and in phoenix i have more gay friends yeah but when you do comedy you'll i don't know if you've noticed this already but a lot of your gay life starts falling away and you want to like it's something that i talked about with joe dosh at one point 
where Joe Dosh had asked me about, you know, kind of, do you feel like you get further away from kind of the gay side? And it just happens because you're does. around comics all the time. And for the most part, they're straight men or straight women. And so we're in that world. And I don't right. go to the clubs and, as much. Yeah, And the fags who are who are in comedy are not as connected to the culture. You know, they're not people that. the Like when Barbara Streisand's latest album came out. Like, nine out of the ten people I called that day were women, not gay men. You're so fucking gay. <laughs> I didn't even know Barbara Streisand had an album come out. Oh, it was amazing. It was it was called Move, Encore Movie Partner Sing Broadway, and it was a duets album, and she sang with act. It was Alec Baldwin she did. She did a, a, a trio with You could Daisy. have a dick in your mouth, and this would still be gayer. <laughs> like, what you're talking about would still be gayer. Than you having a dick in your mouth. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You're you've she outgayed did a Hugh me. Jackman, Chris Pine. She did a yeah a trio with Anne Hathaway and Daisy Ridley. Oh, I'm sure it was lovely. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she. <laughs> so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> she thought she could sing because she like did that thing where you're crying while you're singing, so the voice doesn't actually have to sound good. <sighs> I don't. You know that Anne Hathaway. I just never got it with her. She's good. That's the thing. It's like you you watch the movies and you try to forget the personality and you go, she's really good. But then she gets on stage at the Oscars to winning for singing I Dreamed a Dream and she goes, it came true. And you go, I want, I, I just want to rip my own throat out. Yeah, that's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always accuse people of when I don't like somebody that they mention. I accuse that them that being their friend. I'm just like, that's <laughs> your friend. You pay attention to that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Barbara Streisand had an album. You're pretty fucking gay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what else is gay about you? You go to the clubs? <laughs> do you, are you a little bit? I pr- I prefer the bars to the clubs. Which bars do you like, or is there? I like Akbar a lot. I used to like that's Akbar. Cl- a lot. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's kind of the go-to one now. Um, and that th- I mean, that's that's clubby in the sense the music is really loud. Yeah. Um, do but they still, it's still do Dirty Dirty House Club there on Thursdays, or do you know? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, they, they used to. When, I think when I first started going, they did. I but I haven't been on Thursday in a while. Um, it, but yeah, no, I like that one a lot because it has the clubby thing. But you still, if you want to, there are a lot of tables where you can sit down and talk to people, mm-hmm. and the bar is really long, and you can sit and meet people and talk there too. Yeah, and there's that little back room where they dance. Yeah, yeah, that's where uh, I used to hang out. Was yeah. on the other side where you can where there's a dance floor. Yeah, and then that part's that fun. Small bar, yeah. and you can sit on the railing on the sides, and you know, uh, yeah, I used to go there weekly. Yeah. Every Thursday, I used to be there. I had my regular. That's where I used to really hang out with my gay friends. And now my but gay yeah, friends, I don't really get to see them anymore. And the ones. I wish they were more open-minded because they're, like, upset with me because I'm not voting for Hillary, and that means that I'm a traitor to the gay community because we're all supposed to want to get married. Hillary is pro-gay thing. A, okay, you... My theory... Okay, I've always thought Trump was for gay marriage. You know, he had to say it wasn't for the primary, but this is a man who became famous in New York show business. Mm -hmm. Of course he's fine with the fags. Yeah. Um, Like, 
but, but I think Trump is a fag. Do you? Yeah. A straight man does not go to the Iowa State Fair in French cuffs. He's so gaudy much. and he's flamboyant <laughs> and he's bitchy so and he he says he used to say darling all the time on stage until somebody <laughs> I think made him stop because they were like the faggotry is showing your <laughs> glitter is oozing from you now. <laughs> he flaps his hands when he talks. Oh, that's a fag. Oh, where are you on the whole uh, grabbergate is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> grabbergate. Oh, God. Uh, you know, everyone is comparing it to Cosby. Which is, I mean, facetious for a lot of reasons, but mostly because, like, lots of people in show business, you ask them, you know, who are famous, or, like, I don't ask them, but you hear them talk, and um, they knew about Cosby for decades, Mm -hmm. and that was around for decades, and if un- when was it Janice Dickinson first came out? It was a long time ago, right? Somebody came out a long time ago talking about Cosby. Um, we all started paying attention to it all of a sudden, uh, you know, just recently. With but that's Hannibal really Burst a poor thing. yeah. That's yeah. That's more of a poor reflection on us that it took it took that long for us to catch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Trump, there I'm is there's no history of this until like two or three days or like one day after I've forgotten the whole timeline of this now, but like right after he humiliates Hillary with the woman whose rapist she defended. Yeah. Right after that, suddenly this onslaught of accusations comes forth. Yeah. Propagated by the same New York times that propagated the Duke lacrosse rape hoax. Well, that's the thing. New York times has definitely been, trying to take trump down like that right. like if you pay attention it's just it's always them right it's like okay another story about trump and people then, say why do you believe juanita broderick well one reason is um and i agree you know with with both cases none of them saw the light of a courtroom and whatever you do have to take that into consideration but juanita broderick did have four contemporary witnesses corroborate her story and on the other hand you have for example natasha stoinoff whose one witness has denied being one um so there uh, there's there's also that difference i i don't think it's i think it's specious to equate them with with whom? Leeds, I think her name. Oh, was, with Leeds. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. That's on my list. <laughs> yeah. I have lists Anderson of YouTube Cooper, videos. Anderson uh, Cooper interviewed her last week, and it, I posted about it on Facebook, and I think people thought I was just being catty, but I really did feel that way. Uh, I was like, not only do I not believe Trump groped her, I also don't believe she's ever been in first class. Because the way she described it, it was just sort of like, you're making this up right now. <laughs> Like, you know, you had a 15 minute wrestling match with Donald Trump, you know, trying to keep (laughs) him from grabbing you in different places. Like one, why would you stay for 15 minutes of that? As soon as you try to grab me inappropriately, I'm getting up and I'm walking away, you know? Right. I I mean, we know from being in fag bars and I, you know, I'm young and thin. (laughs) I'm not good looking, but I and I'm not fishing, but I am young and thin. More men have grabbed me by the pussy without asking that yeah. I can imagine. That I can ima- you sl- I, I slapped it away and moved on with my night. I understand why women are upset. Uh-huh. Um, because, it, you know, that's it is, it is different being a fag than being a straight woman, and it's a different experience. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be ex- upset or I don't understand or that I, my experience is the same as theirs. Uh, but also... He did say on the tape 
literally the phrase, they let you do it. That's what everybody won't pay attention to. And I've mentioned that like, too. It's that's like, at let. least an implication that there was consent. Yeah, and I've let a lot of people grab me without giving them verbal consent. That's usually the way it goes down when you hook up with somebody. You don't usually <laughs> ask, can I grab you here? <laughs> Do you mind if I touch? You know, it's just like, no, you just. See, I'm a bottom. So it's I, it's it's mostly the other guy doing stuff to me unless he like tells me to. I, I, I like being ordered around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I have a different experience with that. I do, I do get told what to do in the sack. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. I've always just, everything's always just been really, uh, that may with, be generational. Go with the flow for yeah. me, you know, where I don't have, it to. has been go with the flow, but you know, yeah, I don't, a guy who's really gruff and going with the flow will tell you to do some shit. And sometimes it's shit you don't want to do, but then you just take, should I try this? And then usually I just will. <laughs> yeah, I guess there aren't a lot of things that I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't need a lot of help. It's just <laughs> like I got this. <laughs> I'm still again, I'm 22 now. I lost my virginity at 21. Um so I'm 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 still a neophyte in this. You're so 22. I'm learning. You're a youngster. I didn't I know, know I was talking to anybody this young. I would have watched I'm my a- language. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am throwing this old bigger bitter fag <laughs> shit on you. I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna drink your fucking blood before you leave. <laughs> You're not making it out of here. <laughs> no, I don't. I, 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 I have to. I, I, I do you do the Botox? No, no, I used to. Yeah, I used to. What uh, made you stop? Um. Well. It's not like the rest of me looks particularly natural, so I didn't think I needed <laughs> any more. <laughs> I didn't think I needed any more uh, unnatural effects. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my forehead, I got tired of that. Like, as a comic, I think you want your forehead to move. Yeah. You know, and you so. You want to be able to make faces. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, my forehead, and it, like, there are doctors you can go to that, like, do a lot less or a lot more conservative, and that's good. But after a while, I just got, like, I'm tired of being poked with needles. That's really what it was. I was tired of being poked with needles. I was tired of having to make it because uh, there was a particular doctor that I like in Westwood. Um, that did a more natural effect with Botox, but it still has a Botox look to it. Like you're still going to have some, cause that's yeah. the point of it, yeah. you know? And so, uh, I got tired of driving to Westwood at the time I was living on the other side of town and I just felt like, I don't I'm tired of driving to Westwood, tired of getting poked with needles. I'm just done. You know, I had, when I was young, I had silicone injected in my face Okay. and then I had that like removed and that was like a real process and really a lot of healing and yeah. like, it was traumatic. You just have to sit in bed for like weeks with bandages around your face. Right? Yeah, it was traumatic uh, in a lot of ways. And after I got that, you know, taken out, I was just kind of like, I'm just done yeah. getting, you know, because that one was like really involved. That one, they basically had to do the same. Um, the way they cut you is the same way that they do a facelift. And so and then they like kind of pull your skin up and then like have to remove the silicone. Mm. And uh, because it was free flowing silicone, they have to remove it from like in the muscle and stuff like that. And so it was just so much that afterwards I was just like, yeah, I'm just done with that. Yeah, (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to. 
Nothing else. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I'll do it <laughs> someday. <laughs> you know, it's I it, the time has not come yet. Um, but but one day it will. Yeah. Uh, and and I'll I'll get a little of it fixed up. Also, you know, it's it 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 gets better all the time. Yeah. This is not the point of a, allegedly gold, when Goldie Hawn was having allegedly shit done and now half her mouth is twice the size of the other half. Uh-huh. Um, and also... Or Robert Redford who got allegedly the facelift and didn't realize you have to supplement it with Botox afterward. So everything just fell back down, but unevenly. Yeah. Well, that's... See, also the thing that's happening a lot more now is uh, lasers. Yeah. You know, a lot of what they're doing with lasers is better than Botox or just as good as Botox. Like you can get tightened up, you know, and uh, stimulate your own elastin. That's much more expensive, right? Uh, Yeah. And also it's not as immediate. Like when you get Botox, uh, like the first two days, you're going to feel like you've been had. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't do anything. Yeah. And then on the third day, everything really does freeze up, you know, so... (laughs) And I didn't realize it took that long. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's but with like the lasers, I forget the the name of the one, but I looked into it at a point. Uh, the, with one of the lasers, it was but you didn't do it. No, it no. was like four months is how long it takes oh. for you to see the effect yeah. of it. But then if you continue to do it, it's supposed to like just stay. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's supposed to, and then you don't have the Botox because it's a laser. And so you still have your movement. You just don't have the wrinkles. I think that's the way that one's supposed to work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's I guess at some point maybe I would consider that. But I also heard that the laser or the way that this particular thing works um, is it does cause some sort of discomfort while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, I had laser hair removal like I had my unibrow split when Uh I was 16. Um, and that, you know, you just had to do it five times and that did, I, that, that was a twinge and you don't still have to go back. No, or? that, and that's the point of doing it with lasers instead of just threading the unibrow off uh-huh. once you, you, I mean, you, it, you do have to go in a few times and it's this like whole regime, but, um, once it's done, it's done. Okay. Yeah, so why do you ask about Botox? You're considering it or not now, but I, it's, it, I, I, I totally believe in plastic surgery mm-hmm. uh, and I, I probably will do it someday. And I know you have to supplement it with Botox. Yeah. I, um, to make it to, to it's the, the Botox that keeps it in place. Yeah. It's not something I would completely rule out again. Like, you know, but, and then, you know, people have said my lips are Botox, but that's uh, not true. My lips are silicone and <laughs> <laughs> Botox. You would have to have redone. <laughs> but, uh, so, so uh, does collagen stay? Collagen eventually goes back into your body. I think is the way that works. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, now that you say that, I remember that. Yeah, no, so silicone holds. But you don't want silicone. I tell people all the time. Like I got silicone when I was really young, and I didn't know any better, and I was hanging out with like trans women. Because that used to be really big in the trans community. One day I'll do like probably a whole podcast on it. But um, yeah, so it was a huge mistake. I also was told back then that if you got injected with cortisone, if you didn't like the silicone, you could get injected with cortisone and it would dissolve the silicone like it would get rid of it. And uh, 
that was not the case. So I got injected with silicone thinking it was as permanent as kind of changing your hair color. Oh. And then ended up with a 20-year or 15-year problem. Jeez. Yeah. And so. Is it, it was, and it, 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 I'm like looking at silicone lips now. Yeah. But uh, I've had them taken down like twice. Okay. Where and like that is also like another pro like they had to cut my lip and then like. Yeah. Pull it together, yeah, you know. And eesh. so uh, right now the bottom one is a little bit crooked. But even that I'm willing yeah. to just leave it. Because I just don't want to have any more stuff done. Like, it's always funny to me. Like, when people come at me, because uh, sometimes people will try to be insulting with me about plastic surgery. And it's like, oh, you don't get. I'm not one of those people that was just doing it for the fun of it. Like, yeah, in the in the beginning, I thought it was, like, something as small as. Literally, that's right. what I would think about it. Like, you know. Just like a your, little tune-up. Yeah, yeah, you change your hair color. Like and facial. then if you don't yeah. like it, you just get rid of it. And then they injected too much. It was free-flowing silicone. It turned into a whole thing where I had to have it, like, a eventually removed it took me a long time to find a doctor that would remove it because i had a huge ball of silicone like on my left side and it really was like you know stuck out and oh god yeah it was terrible and so uh even now like the way that they were able to scrape it it wasn't like they were able to do it completely evenly on both sides which nobody's even on both sides anyway but uh they they weren't able to do it uh you know completely evenly on both sides but I am happy with the fact that they were able to get rid of that ball and I got rid of a lot of the silicone. But after you have do that much stuff or have to do that much stuff, then it's like, you know, because before I got it removed, they were injecting me with, uh, well, we tried cortisone a few times. That was just to take down inflammation, though, to hopefully reduce the look of the ball or the appearance. Then uh, after that, we were doing like Restylane and Radius to like even it out and try to make everything else a little bit bigger around it. But then you start meeting doctors that are a little a little bit more greedy. And so because they want to inject a certain amount in you to make a certain amount of money, then they'll sometimes do things that aren't going to look the best. Right. So then you end up looking even more unnatural. And so at a point I just got like, okay, let me get rid of this. Yeah. That's why thank God now for things like Yelp. Yeah. They got, I I know people who are against doctors having them. It's like, no, there are so many crooks out there, especially in, in things like cosmetic stuff. No. Yeah. I, I want to know what experience other people have had with this guy. I think real self is the name of it. If you Google like, um, real self plastic surgery, that's the Yelp. That's the Yelp of plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, like, you know, it's great. This is not, I'm not going to do it for a while, but the the thing I don't want to do is, uh, I don't want to do my eyes. Because I just am nervous of of my eyes. And also, I think crow's feet are very attractive on a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I, I would have the neck done. I would have that tightened. And when you get, you know, the, the, the turkey thing chopped off, sew up the remains. Um, You've got another 10 years. <laughs> so you're lucky that, like, in those 10 years, especially they'll, with they'll plastic surgery. They'll have improved surgery, everything. Yeah, everything will be great by then. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you'll probably you be able to You can see things laser. getting better. They did, like, a, a reunion thing of, and again, we have to say allegedly, because I, I don't know for certain that any of them got anything done, but they did uh, a Will and Grace reunion just, like, this year, and 10 years later, it was amazing amazing how they all looked the same oh yeah and they don't look it it really does not look like they had shit done you know they had shit 
or you assume they had shit done mm-hmm. um, just because of the time difference. But if you did, if you hadn't been told that 10 years had elapsed, you wouldn't know. Yeah, I have a few friends that are uh, looking great. And I know that it, I haven't asked them, but I know just because I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, you know, there are little tweaks going on here and there. And it looks great. Yeah. I, don't, I don't ask. You sit in a restaurant with a friend. That's that's a great thing to do in L.A. And check out who's had what done. Yeah. And try to guess. Oh, the some of the most fun afternoons in my life. Oh, but most important thing, silicone never anybody. No, okay. Yeah, it's silicone never. I know some not women, boobs, not. You know, some women get the silicone breast implants, and like the, you know, women are gonna do what they want to do and should do what they want to do. It's their body. I'm yeah. not gonna tell them what to yeah. do. But I would tell people like getting injected with silicone, like any kind of free fl- flowing silicone, no matter what they call yeah. it. Do not do it, no matter how good the yeah. doctor, because if you end up with a problem, it's going to be a real problem. Yeah. There's some people that get silicone injected and never have a problem with it. You know, like that's why I had it done was because I had these friends that had these really great results from it. And then, you know, my result was yeah. not great and I was stuck with this problem. Yeah. So people go, I mean, I don't want to mention names, but like a, a woman my mother knew went abroad to get a boob job. And because it was a third world country and it was not, you know, a, a professional, silicone went into the bloodstream and killed this woman. Yeah. <laughs> and you have this funeral and, you know, mega tits, you can't get the coffin shut. <laughs> Will you shut up? <laughs> and it's a nightmare. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. You have to sit on the coffin to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you overpacked for a trip and you're like sitting on your suitcase trying to like <laughs> they, when they carried the coffin down they have to weight the flowers on top <laughs> to get the lid to stay down so ridiculous this poor bitch but yeah so it's a, it, yeah I, I i do know you have to be careful of silicone yeah that's that's what i always tell people you know and i don't know sometimes people it, it, you know, ask me about it like they're, you know, like it's some secret. And I was like, mm, I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think this is a secret right now. It's very, yeah, this, it, I, I'm glad that more and more people are admitting that they're, they're getting plastic surgery. That's why I'm glad, um, you know, everyone talks about how trashy these reality stars, but like Kim Zolciak this week, Zolciak, whatever the fuck. She was one of, she used to be the, uh, I think she was the only one ever, the only ever white real housewife of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> that one, the one who's married to Croy Beerman, who's gorgeous. Yeah. And, oh, good God. She was like posting those, like he was walking around naked in the kitchen and, come to me, darling. This was like the Prince Harry nudes all over again. Um, oh, yeah. The Prince Harry yeah. nudes were great. I agree uh, with you on that. But the but she, you know, people got pissed at her because she took her daughter to get her lips done. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I went with my daughter. I'm like, this is the same as, you know, Persian women I knew growing up who took their daughters to go start the pill when they were teenagers. You know like, what? I'm like, you know, these girls are doing this shit and you know the women are doing this shit and we might as well talk about it, whether you're for it or against it. We might as well have a discussion yeah a lot of the armenian girls get nose jobs in their early teens 
or in their teens. Yeah. Like, that's what I, because I used to go to this particular doctor that was in uh, Glendale. Yeah. And, like, you know, all the little Armenian girls would come in with their bandages on their nose. And, you know, <laughs> they, they all had the same nose because they all went to the same doctor. And he's great, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's Dr. Gregorian, if anybody's interested. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. That's why they all, that was that old Glendale. joke on the nanny where she's like, you know, at, at all, the, all the girls of my neighborhood when they were 16, you could either get a car or a nose job. Yeah, yeah. I had a Jewish friend tell me that. Yeah, a Jew, one of my Jewish girlfriends. She was telling me that. She yeah. was like, "Yeah, we could." She was like, "I chose not to get my nose done because she was like, I like my nose, even though it's yeah big." And she was yeah. like, "You know, I give think it gives my everyone face stared at Fran Drescher and whore, and she goes, "I got the note. I got the car." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong, and especially like lips now because people. Uh, I think it's. I always get confused because they both start with an R. I can't remember if it. There's one that you rhinoplasty is the nose job. No, but like when you when there's one that you definitely don't get injected in your lips. Like I don't remember if it's Restylane or Radius. Uh, one of them you don't get injected in your lips. They just won't do it because uh, it doesn't give a good result. Yeah. But whichever it is, uh, if you don't like it, you can get um, injected with hydro Luronic acid, I think, is the way it's pronounced, and then that dissolves it. So it's really that is non-committal. You know, like if you don't like it, and yes, yeah. even if you like it, and you're I like, think that's going to be, be more and more it. plastic surgery now. Yeah, it's even the if way you like tattoo it removal you is getting so much done, better, and you eventually want to be done with it, uh, it goes away in four months anyway, like four to six months. Yeah, you get rid of it. So I mean, like you know, your body just naturally absorbs it. So it's not like it stays forever. You know, the old shit, and you're right. That is what everything's moving towards, towards more like, you know, yeah. semi-permanent Choice of getting out of it. That, I mean, that that was the reason I couldn't get a tattoo is that my taste changes too frequently. Yeah. Like, I know I'm going to get sick of that shit in six months looking at it. Yeah, I've had tattoos. I don't, I don't regret any of my tattoos. Yeah, there's not one. Well, I had one that I regretted and I had it removed. Yeah, what so was it? It was a guy's name. It was oh 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 god. Yeah, I'm trashy. I'm yeah, from Arizona. How stupid were you? <laughs> <laughs> That's not Arizona. even trashy. That's stupid. I was now. 19. Don't oh for God's. I when I was 19, I would not have gotten a guy. I was 19. He was a doctor. We were getting married. Oh, how many times have you been engaged? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't. Okay, why know. did that one end? Uh, because how much older was he? 19, he must have been out of medical school. That's a few years. He was 44. Or oh. Yeah, I was 19. Yeah, he was 44 or 45. And I think he just realized he was with a 19-year-old. <laughs> I think that's what it was. You know what I mean? Like, so he stopped it. Um, oh, I wish gay men were as stupid as straight men. Well, a rich 44-year-old would have married a 19-year-old broad. Like, uh, that's... Well, see, here's the problem, though. Here's where I was fucked. I technically could have married every one of these motherfuckers, but, like, especially when I was younger, you know, I definitely could have married these motherfuckers. But it would have done me no good because gay marriage wasn't legal back then. Right. So I wouldn't be able to take these guys for their money. <laughs> I wasn't going to be getting alimony afterwards. This is just going to be, you know, so. Well, you don't, ha you, you don't have to divorce him to enjoy his money. <sighs> I mean... It can be. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you can enjoy his money and still be married to him. I have a lot less fun with their money when they're around. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
<laughs> doctors are on call a lot. That's why you marry a doctor. It's like being divorced. Yeah, he was a fucking <laughs> a great house, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I've, I've, I've had sex for the house. Yeah, I've, uh, I've had sex for the ambiance. <laughs> Yeah, some guy, some guy on Grinder tells me what his neighborhood is, and I'm like, oh, I'll go to that neighborhood. Yeah, I'll go check it out. I don't really go to people anymore. See, now I'm older, so like with me, I'm also getting a fair amount of young guys that hit me up, and they're like, "What's up, daddy?" Uh, Okay, yeah, and that's like, that's kind of a good place to be in too. (laughs) Yeah, because you've kept the body together. You've kept you, you. the face is, I mean, you've had Botox, but it doesn't look super Botoxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I can see that. I don't, I, yeah, I don't host because I am, you know, a lot of listeners maybe don't know me or can't see me. I am not a, I'm a spindly little thing. Uh, and I always sleep with men who are bigger than me, bigger than I am. Um, so like I, I need to be able to escape <laughs> if need be. I, I, and, and escaping is easier than throwing somebody out. Yeah. And I always have an escape route figured out when I walk into an apartment, I figure out, okay, if shit goes down, how do I get myself out of here? You have to. Yeah. I, that's, that's the reason I host though, is because I have ended up in a few places where I just felt like this doesn't look safe. Like I don't yeah. feel comfortable here. Yeah. And, you but know, if you're with a guy who's not safe, it's easier for me to run away than for me to get him to leave. You know, my, that's 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 where I come at it from. My thing is, I'm not afraid to just not answer the door. Yeah. You know, I'll look out and if it's like a catfish catfish situation or something like that, mm. I'll just send a quick text and be like, yeah. you know. Yeah, you knew what was happening. <laughs> hey, I had to run out after all. I'm so sorry. Or, you know, I always come up with some way of making it. So they can get mad at me or whatever, but it's just kind of like, you know, when it comes down to it, you didn't look the way that you looked in your picture. And I'm very generous with that because if you're still within reason, you right. know, because obviously people are going to put the best picture that they have. Right. Up. And also people get very quibbly about, oh, your photo is not recent because it's from May of this year. Yeah. Like, it's not something I would ever. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And I, I, yeah, fine. If you posted the photo in January and it's October now, you gained a few pounds, things went, se- you changed your hair, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, also, you know, I don't know, are you a top? I'm versatile. Yeah. Okay. I'm a bottom. I can't see him back there, but I can hear him. So, <laughs> voice is important. <laughs> yeah. With, well, here's the thing with me. Like, with strangers, um, Always top, mm. but like if I'm in a relationship, then I you can go, switch back. And yeah, forth. I go yeah. more versatile. I like versatile when I'm in a relationship because then there's variety. Yeah, but um, like as far as one night stands and that kind of stuff, hook up, right? Top only. See, my longest relationship was four and a half hours. So, <laughs> yeah, because older had... men take a long time to finish. Yeah, I haven't had. Really long relationships. What was the? Uh, but I mean, engagements. Well, you know, <laughs> when you're when you're young and gay, and you know, a lot of people want to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like you know, I I've never had a proposal before. I don't know. I what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, I've never 
with, with the exception of one person, I've never been, I've never asked anybody to marry me or I've never been engaged because I decided to, yeah. you know, like it was always people ask me and I was like, that sounds fun. <laughs> you know, like to me, it sounds fun. And then I do it for a while and then I'm like, all right, well now. I'm Thinking about it now, would you like to be married at some point? Uh, maybe, but I don't know. You know, like the thing with me in marriage is uh, once I've made it, then I think I'll get married. Yeah. But like for now, I just want to concentrate 100 percent on career. Yeah. And put all my time into that. And like if I were to meet somebody that right away jumped into my life, my dogs could use a mother. <laughs> so then uh, I would be open to that but you know it's not something I think about now yeah. I know one day I want to have at least one kid okay see I'm the opposite I would love to be married um, and I, I yeah I really want to be married I don't think it's going to happen because A you know don't have looks B it's very hard to find somebody who wants to be married and not have children and I really really don't want to ever have children yeah. No. I'll be a terrible parent. Too selfish? Too bitchy. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't sugarcoat things for my child. I don't know. Also, I'm too, I'm too anxious a person. So it would be, I think, too protective. I, I worry. My brother is a grown man, but he's younger than I am, and I worry about him all the time. Imagine what I would be like with a kid. I worry so much now about stupid shit. Imagine if I were responsible for someone's life. Yeah, I have. I couldn't. I. I. I couldn't. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty mellow, con- contrary to what people think of me because of my online presence. Yeah, but I'm actually pretty mellow, so I don't think I really have that problem. I just want to wait until I get to a point where. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't want to struggle with a kid on any level. Yeah. I want to be able to just be like to okay, support your got, kid. Yeah. We got this. You know. There's yeah. Nothing to worry about as far as that goes. And uh, but yeah, I don't think that marriage is really important to me i think i would like to find someone to spend you know my life with at whatever point you know like but i don't know if like actually being legally married yeah. is important that i think is also generational yeah that's yeah now i mean fags of my generation who have grown up with you know gay marriage constantly in the air i was 14 living in california when we had prop 8 happening mm-hmm. um yeah that was two years after i knew i was a fag and already it was the fight to get married um so having that around all the time i think has probably informed what i think about that I and i know a, a lot trap. of people are huh i think it's a trap <laughs> i think straight I get people that. want and us I to get... be just as fucking miserable as they yeah. are and fucking live that shitty life where we're supposed <laughs> to all like and I already see it happening. I'm glad you brought this up because I already see it happening in the gay community mm-hmm. where young gays feel like there's this pressure that straight women a lot of times have been feeling, you know, where it's like, I've got to get married. I've got there, there's this timeline. And now I'm seeing that happen with gay people. And I'm like, no, you guys, we're supposed to be more fun than that. Yeah, I get I get that argument a lot. And that I mean, th- that really is mostly my argument with political correctness because we used to be the ones who upset everybody and it's like why are we being so timid now and and or you know what john waters calls gaily correct Mm -hmm. like 
that to me is I, I agree with you on that, but I apply that more to political correctness than marriage. Um, and I and I get the argument. What I, I don't forget who coined this phrase, but it was like the domestication of the homosexual. Um, and I yeah I I uh, I am with you that I'm against this overall pressure that we have now that we have to get married the same way straight people do. That being said, personally, just for me, I would like to be married. Yeah, well, stop being a slut. <laughs> 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 All right, Samir. that's awesome. <laughs> fair, fair. That's true. I gotta, I gotta stop whoring around. I gotta, I gotta go on some dates. I have to meet somebody. Yeah, you're gonna have it's to go time. on some dates. You're young. You're. I know. I'm still at the age where if I'm going on a date, he's buying dinner. You're a good-looking gal. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to be happy. You're <laughs> a woman of the two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be such a good first wife. You're going to be great. <laughs> You've got this. You're going to you're going to marry a white man. I know it. <laughs> I so rare. You know, white men have not oh, grinder wise been that interested in me. You know, you're going to marry a white man and I'm going to be jealous of your life. You're going to end up marrying a white doctor and he's going to fucking die and you're going to get all of his money. And I'm just going to sit and be bitter and be like, Samir took my life. <laughs> I always wonder. I get very, you know, so it, actually my brother asked me recently. It's like, you know, if you never dated an Indian guy, it would be very difficult not because I have anything against Indian guys, but the, it's, if, I guess if we want to call it that, the Indian community in Los Angeles is A, not very large, B, as I said before, very insular. Mm -hmm. So if I start dating an Indian guy, all my mother's friends are going to know every you have daily updates on the relationship. I see it already with, you know, straight couples I know who are friends of mine. And, you know, my they're like, you know, my mother's friends children and my mother knows every detail you know so there was some marital altercation and it went all over you know indians and i i guess a lot of people who have friends and family in other countries use whatsapp a lot mm -hmm. um and it was like this one marital altercation this private thing between a couple was all over like my uncle was like this is all over the valley now is Everyone at the Valley knows about this. There's one that I... WhatsApp Viber is the is also very good. Um, I, I prefer Viber. WeChat is what oh. they were using when I was in China. Okay. Or, well, you know, I was in Shanghai. Yeah. And WeChat was what a lot of those people were using. So I don't know if you want to get in on WeChat. <laughs> I had to get off of WhatsApp. You wind up on so many fucking group texts with you know, 60 million messages. WhatsApp is the one that ISIS uses, right? <laughs> is it? <laughs> or <laughs> Maybe. You know, I think I do. I don't know that for certain, but I think I do remember reading that. Yeah. The, yeah. What, what, the WhatsApp, WhatsApp is the isis -y one. <laughs> the way they do the encryption. Uh, oh, with, yeah. That I did here. I think was it was it WhatsApp messages that were trying to find on the iPhone when there was that big controversy that Apple wouldn't cooperate with the FBI. Yeah, or? WhatsApp is um, because of the way they do their encryption. You yeah. can't really uh, crack it. Or yeah, they, they it was Syed Farouk's phone that you have to. I don't. I don't know if this is exactly it, but yeah, they encrypt the message while it's traveling. Oh, 
Real quick, where were you on our Orlando? What was your um, your take on the whole Orlando situation? Trump's speech the next day was the most vigorous defense of homosexuals I have ever heard a straight politician give. That's where I am. Yeah, no. I'll have to go back and look at the speech now. It was incredible. Yeah, I'll have to look at the speech now. Because I didn't, you know, I saw Milo Yiannopoulos give a speech. Oh, yeah, he did. He and Gavin McInnes made out at, yeah. Are you a Milo Yiannopoulos fan supporter yeah i like him yeah you know he's fun i feel the same way like how you just verbalized it is the way i feel too yeah i'm not some like you know huge devotee yeah but you know he's a sex bomb good for him yeah i wish you know getting the the silver lining of his getting kicked off twitter is i think is he focusing on instagram now maybe we'll finally get those shirtless photos he's been denying us for so long yeah is he on instagram i know his i don't Facebook know he's has on facebook gotten a bit more active you know because yeah once they took him off twitter yeah but you so you are milo yiannopoulos and then i like i've i've met him he spoke at usc he's oh. perfectly nice well, yeah that's a, what i figured yeah he's a sweet guy that's what I figured. It was before it was before he, you know, got got the body in shape. He was getting a little bit paunchy. I know. Yeah. yeah. For a minute there he was a little bit. I think he lost I don't it know. It was when he was he wearing suits now. all the time, closed in California in hot weather. So that he wouldn't so that you wouldn't notice. Yeah, that never works. Yeah. We're like, we know you're He's, fat he, well, he said that to me because we were like both we we took our photo to look as thin as possible. And I was like, We look good, we look thin. And I was like, Yeah, I'm starting to get this Greek stomach. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out what he's been looking like lately. Oh, he looks very good now. I know well he was for a minute there. He and I mean, as far as far as that the punditry goes, mm-hmm. you know, He's fun, but the gay icon, the diva, is Ann Coulter. Oh, Ann Coulter. You like Ann Coulter? She is the new Cher. She's got great hair, a killer wardrobe, and she's made a living screaming at people. (laughs) So ridiculous. She wrote this column when France wouldn't go with us to Iraq. This is so fucking... She, it was called Attack France, and I don't know whether she was kidding, but I assume she was. Um, but the last line was, what are they going to do, fight us? <laughs> Come on, you have to love that woman. I, uh, I, was... I was embarrassed by her at the Rob Lowe roast, though. Were you? Yeah. Why? Because oh, she wasn't she... funny. You know what I didn't like was she wasn't fun. Yeah. You know, that's what I didn't like. She wasn't... Uh... She wasn't laughing. Yeah. When they, like, that's a big part of it. Like, you yeah. know, you got to laugh and be fun. Yeah. While they're roasting you. And then in turn, then they look like assholes if they don't do the same for you. Yeah. And also, like, you know, more, more than likely because they're comics and like, you know, they will end up like laughing with you if you've been a good sport with them. Yeah. Yeah. So you I have to be like a good she, audience first. Yeah. Yeah. She did herself a disservice by not like just, you know, she should have like faked it. Yeah. Thrown her head back and laughed yeah. at every single yeah. thing. They, you know, do that old, you know, actresses learn to do this at the Oscars all the time when they they have that that same one big laugh whenever the host takes a crack at them. Uh huh. Like, yeah, she should have learned. Yeah. But uh, I do agree when people said the thing about like more recently, people have been saying that, like, you know, if you're appalled by Trump's locker room talk, 
and you're the same person that was uh, had a, that had fun when Ann Coulter ca- called a. Well, that that's not what people are saying. That was her column this week. Yeah, but it's she like, said this. I I I noticed the same people. I this is as exact a quote as I can remember. She was like. I noticed the same people who were so appalled by Trump using the word pussy uh, didn't mind my being called a cunt a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that was from Ann Coulter specifically. Yeah, that, that's a quote from her column this week. I didn't know that. Or last yeah. week. I just saw people posting it and was like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, no, that was that. That's her. OK. Yeah. And that does make sense. Like, it, yeah. Although I do get the counter argument with that as an Ann Coulter defender that, you know, that's a different should. It's a different context. Yeah. But uh, uh, part of the difference in context, as Mickey Cows pointed out, is what Trump said was in private and what they said about Anne was in public. Yeah. But also, I, you know, I, I really cannot side with Anne in that one just as a comic. I'm just like, I'm not going to I'm not going to bitch at comics for saying anything offensive. Mm hmm. Like, I, re- I refuse to be on that side. So I have to side against Anne with this. <laughs> Well, we'll see how you feel when somebody grabs you by the mussy. <laughs> <laughs> they have. And they always, you know, the hand just stays there. I'm like, are you just going to keep it there or are you going to do something with it? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the difference between fags and women. <laughs> we wonder why you're not doing more. <laughs> All right, Samir. Well, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Suri, S-U-R-I underscore Samir, S-A-M-E-E-R. I'm already following you on Twitter. Yeah. And then uh, is that the best place to find you or do you have a Facebook-like page? That is. Okay. Uh, no, I don't have a public Facebook page yet. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, tw- Twitter is the place. Okay. And one more time, what's your Twitter? Uh, it's at S-U-R-I underscore S-A-M-E-E-R. Okay. Then that's where you can find Samir Suri, everybody. Good meeting you, sir. Nice meeting you, darling. I'm glad you made it over. Uh, Everybody knows I can be found at americasfavoritefag.com. This is Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Everybody have a good week.